The diplomatic crisis between the U.S. and Egypt over U.S.-funded pro-democracy groups has simmered down. A deal was struck last week that allowed six American citizens accused of stoking unrest to finally leave Egypt on a private plane. But their departure has only sparked a larger political scandal within Egypt, as the world's Matthew Bell reports from Cairo. When the group of employees with foreign-funded NGOs left Egypt last week, there was a public outcry here. For weeks, the suspects had been described in the Egyptian media as agents of America and Israel with a hidden agenda to stir up chaos. Then suddenly, they were allowed to fly out of the country. On Tuesday, the minister who pushed the case against the NGOs from the start, Faiza Abu al-Naga, spoke to the parliament and she found herself on the defensive. Abu naga denied responsibility for letting the foreigners leave the country. One by one, Egypt's power brokers have rushed to do the same. Gamal Eid runs the Arabic Network for Human Rights Information. He says this was a fabricated case from the beginning. The government wanted to tarnish pro-democracy groups as a whole, and they have succeeded. But he says it's like magic that turns against the magician. The perception now is that the Egyptian government caved in to U.S. political pressure. Congress had threatened to cut off $1.5 billion in U.S. aid over this dispute. In the end, Egypt backed down. It cut a deal with the Americans behind closed doors. And, many Egyptians feel, it has damaged the independence of the judiciary by letting politics trump the law. The legal case goes back to December when Egyptian security forces raided the offices of several high-profile NGOs. Forty-three employees were eventually charged with accepting illegal foreign funding. Among them were 16 Americans. They were initially banned from leaving Egypt before being allowed to travel after more than a month. But at least 16 Egyptians still face possible prosecution. Among them is Yehia Ghanem. He agreed to take a position with the International Center for Journalists. At least on my part, the program that I was going to supervise it and to be its advisor haven't even started yet. So actually, we are being tried on the intentions rather than actions. Renem is a 24-year veteran with Egypt's semi-official Al-Aram newspaper. He says some of his colleagues have turned their backs on him he worries about his reputation, but Renem says there are bigger issues at stake. And he says he's not ashamed of signing on with a foreign-funded organization to help train journalists in Egypt. For moments, I thought that some of the uh, government officials here are just about to declare bellum sacrum, declaring holy war against the West. I hope that the public now has begun to realize that it was all fake. Attorney Negad Alborai represents some of the Egyptian defendants in the case. He says there's a lot of blame to go around, but he's not happy about the way the U.S. handled the situation. He says American officials were impatient. They pushed to get their citizens out of the country, but failed to explain how and why they were funding pro-democracy groups in Egypt in the first place. Elborai says Egyptians are finding it harder to believe that the U.S. has Egypt's best interests at heart. You must think about the reaction of the parliament, the political power, the press. You must think about the civil society. You must think about the destiny of the other defendants. It's not everything or nothing.
El Borai says American officials have not been effective advocates for U.S. policy in Egypt as this crisis has played out. He says the Egyptian public now believes the worst about the Americans who fled, namely that they are foreign spies and that their Egyptian colleagues are guilty as well. For The World, I'm Matthew Bell in Cairo.